Welcome everybody to me time. I am really excited for you all to hear this episode. This is my third episode in the Healing Healers series I'm doing right now. And this one is all about hypnotherapy. I didn't know Sasha before today. My friend sees her regularly. He swears by her and now I get it. He was like, you have to interview her on me time. And oh my goodness gracious, this was just Sasha is an incredible human being. Please enjoy this episode. And I just didn't know that much about this world of hypnotherapy at all. And so to dive in and just be able to ask these questions and also to hear Sasha's story, which is just so moving. I'm just so excited for you all. So please enjoy. Sasha, hi. Hi, Maggie. Thank you for having me on today. Thank you for being on today. But I am doing a month like a healing month where... I sort of talk to different healers about different ways of healing from even like spiritual. Last week, I had my friend who does uh, breath work. And it was funny because I was telling this on the phone recently. He's like, you have to have Sasha on. And he told me, I want to say this right. Is it hypnotherapist or hypnotist? Okay. Hypnotherapist. I'm a hypnotherapist and a life coach. Yes. And a life coach. I love this. And so I, I'm just excited to talk to you because I feel like this is a world that is, I know that it has helped so many people. I have not done it myself and I'm curious. And I think I will be, we can talk after, but maybe having a session with you after this that, but I hope this is okay to say almost like a mysterious world a little bit, like when at least my experience of knowing about like hypnotherapist and, you know, things we used to see on like talk shows and like, you know, things like that, where you're like, wait, so, so what is it? So I'm so happy that you're here. I was like, I was researching you just a little bit and everything that you're about is just so beautiful and healing. And this is what we're, we're talking about this month, but also me time, the whole podcast is sort of about that anyway. So thank you for being here. And I have like, I just want to talk to you. I have so many, I'm so curious and I have so many questions and I want to know all about you and mm-hmm. how you came into this and how you discovered like hypnotherapy yourself. And then also like how you got into doing it as a, anyway. So yeah, maybe we'll just like start at the beginning. So I'll start by sharing that I was just like you. When I first heard about hypnosis in the form of hypnotherapy, I was just like, what? Yeah. I need something serious. I need like therapy. I need something yeah. to heal my mind. I'm broken up here. Oh. And I was in a really bad place, honestly. And I was so distraught that I that I found this because only because I was so desperate. I had tried traditional therapy. I had gone to see a psychiatrist. I popped the pills and none of it worked for me. And I remember looking up hypnosis multiple times on the internet. And every time I would go on, I'd I'd start doing research and then I'd start seeing the stage show stuff. And I I think, no, this, this must be wrong. And then one day I actually sat down and kept reading. And then I found out that there was something called hypnotherapy, which was the therapeutic form of hypnosis. And I thought, oh, okay, now that makes more sense to me. And I, I, to be totally honest, I went in for my first session and it wasn't a good experience. (laughs) Really? Wait, what happened? Can I ask? Yes, I'm being totally honest with you on this. Um, So I went in and here I am telling this woman, horrible things that I have had experienced I had experienced in my younger years and she looked at me as though I was telling her ain't no thing but a chicken wing like that and so she was just really very like she was treating this like okay cool whatever when you were like yeah. laying out like with this new person who was basically a stranger you were trusting oh that's awful I, and I was so emotional and I was I just honestly was in a place where I just felt so broken. Yeah. I walked out of there thinking I just had a few hundred bucks go down the drain and I, you know, I had given up on it. And then a few weeks later, I got a call from a woman 
who I had called before and she said, you know, I've been out of town, but now that I'm back, I can totally hypnotize you. And I said, it doesn't work. No, I already tried. It doesn't work. Thank you. Uh -huh. but no, uh -huh. And she said, it does work. And I said, no, it doesn't. Oh. And she said, it does. And I will guarantee it. Okay. I, I went in, I told her, listen, make sure that you're going to back that up because I will take you up on your word. And she said, yes. Okay. And Maggie, session after session, I could feel the difference. Wow. For me, honestly, this was life-changing because you've got to realize what my starting place was. Do so, you want to talk about yeah. that at all? I was going to say, we talk on Me Time. I always talk about like these moments of impact that happen in our lives where we are just, we know we're not going to be the same after. Unfortunately, they're usually not, they don't feel good. It's, I mean, obviously birth of a child, all those beautiful things for sure. But uh, what usually changes our, when I talk about me time or alone time is something brutal that changes us forever. If you're open to sort of sharing that or where you were when yeah. you were to, yeah. Yeah. So I, you know why I love to share because I love people hearing a story that goes from trauma to triumph. And I love motivating people and showing people that, you know what, it makes no difference how messed up that situation might have been that you lived through. There is hope and you yeah. can heal and, and, and be, be a, a great version of yourself on the other side. It also helps other people feel less alone if they hear other stories of people and especially someone being so bold and brave as to share their story, they feel that sort of comfort of I'm not alone in the world because I, I would imagine it feels, you know, I mean, I know <laughs> for my own experiences and things I've been through, you can feel very, you know, you want to isolate, you want to disappear when you're going through those things. But anyway, yeah, speak, speak to that as well because now I, I'm so curious about you. Yeah. So when I was five and my sister three, we woke up one morning and we found that we were alone in our home. Um, our mother had disappeared. What? Yeah. So imagine being five and three and I could barely open the door. So we were inside, you know, it felt like an eternity, of course, yeah. to two little girls. But we woke up alone. We were at last able to get outside. We were hungry, so we went to the neighbors asking for food. They realized that something was wrong. They went outside and they saw that my mom's car door had been left open and there was no sight of my mother. And it was just really cold outside and they could see us both barefoot. So they call the police, the police show up. They start to see the, the, the scenes of a crime, that something had happened. But there was no weapon, there was no body, there was no nothing, just us. And then what ended up happening was that hours later, my father appeared. They wouldn't have been under the same roof because they were in the process of getting a divorce. My father was a really abusive uh, guy. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah. So not only was he, you know, not only was he beating me when he would get drunk, but on top of that, he was molesting me. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so one day my mom came home and she came to our home to find that my father had whipped my back with, with a belt because I wouldn't eat this beef soup. And for my mom, who had done everything to help my father heal, this was the last straw. She realized that she needed to save us. And so her focus went from trying to save him to saving us. And that's when she started moving forward with getting the, the divorce. So they wouldn't have been under the same roof. My father became the main suspect. Now, they asked my father a few questions and they let him go. They let him go. And then they handed us over to my grandmother. Oh, okay. My father then disappears two days later. So he, of course, becomes the main suspect. I was raised by my grandmother on welfare. I was raised uh, in a very tough home because my grandmother had definitely had a lot of mental issues herself. And my grandmother was the kind of person that she could keep it together in front of you. But at home, 
She would talk to herself. She would wake up at six o'clock in the morning and she would be talking loudly and just like, and just angrily. She'd be almost like as though she was fighting with somebody else. So I had a very tough childhood. But the one good thing that my grandmother really focused on was education. And she did her, she really did her best. You know, nobody's perfect, right? And mm -hmm. even though she had her, her flaws, like I know my grandmother loved us and she did the best she could given, given the, the bad, yes. And the bad deck of cards that she had to play with. Sasha. Okay. So, wow. yeah. So imagine that I, you know, I, I finished school. My sister and I got some scholarship money to go to UCLA. So we both went. Wow. Yeah. Get you all. Holy cow. This, I mean, I'm still processing the, wow. Okay. I, okay. So you get, you get scholarship money to go to UCLA. Yes. Like you must've been just amazing students. Actually, I wasn't, you know why? <laughs> I'm being totally honest with you here. I wasn't, you know why? Because why? I was used to having my grandmother on top of us to do oh. everything. So I had no self-discipline. Oh, so interesting. I was right. initially a hot mess, to be totally honest. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. And so a very smart hot mess, but still. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Later on, I would figure things out and then I would graduate with a B, which was good enough. <laughs> so, that's great. That's great. But, but to be honest, you know, especially in the beginning, I was a mess because I had never been away from the neighborhood that I had lived in because we didn't even have a car growing up. Wow. So I lived in a certain neighborhood and I never really walked out of there. And so when I went to wow. UCLA, I started suffering from panic attacks. I wasn't being, I wasn't used to being around so many people and there's kids from all over the world there. And imagine that I felt so different because unlike these other kids, I had nothing. Mm -hmm. I had nobody and mm -hmm. I had no money. <laughs> so everything was, felt like a struggle for me. And that's when I decided that I needed to know what had happened. So I asked an uncle wow. who was right into the family. And, you know, he said, I don't know. I have no idea. But a few weeks later, he said, if you want to go to Mexico, because I'm half Mexican mm -hmm. my, on my father's side, if you want to go to Mexico, I will take you. And I thought, great, let's go. So imagine that we get on the plane, we get to the airport, and there in front of me, like nothing, Maggie, was my father. I knew that's what you were going to say. Oh, my God. After 15 years. Oh, my God. Sasha, do you have a... Okay. Do you have a book? I'm like, you... This... Keep going. I mean, I haven't even heard the rest. I'm just already... I'm like, holy shit. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. So your dad's at the airport. So I ask him what happened and he tells me what happened is that, you know, your mother's side of the family is racist because my dad was black Mexican mm -hmm. and he said, and I didn't have papers and I was an alcoholic and um, I never thought I would get custody of you guys. So I took off. The truth is that your mom just took off with another man and I'm as much of a victim as you are. So that's what he told me. And in retrospect, Maggie. Yeah. I think I believed him because I just wanted so badly to have family. You and you had to believe him almost like it was a survival at that point. Yes. Holy and cow. My grandmother was never nurturing with us. My grandmother was very much a militant kind of person when it came to her personality. It was like, like living with a sergeant. So, you know, like this was emotional. my... Right. Yes. This was my first opportunity to really have that parent child bond again after so many years. And so I'm sure we're craving. Oh my God. So imagine that for 10 years, I became a part of his life. He had gone on to remarry. He had started to have more kids. I was very loving and very doting of my brothers and sisters. I was their Santa Claus. Mm. It turned out that my dad and I had a lot of things in common, such as a love for archaeology and anthropology. My dad and I would travel all the time together to these amazing historical sites. So that went on for almost 10 years. And then at the end of those 10 years, his story started to slip. Oh, my God. And one day I mentioned this to my uncle. 
And once again, same thing he had done to me before where he says he does, knows nothing or it doesn't say a peep happened. A few weeks go by and then he reaches out to me and he tells me, you know, I've started having these epileptic seizures and I'm afraid that if I die, I'm going to have to face your mother on the other side. And sitting there on his lawn chair, he told me how my father had murdered my mother in the same room that we were sleeping in all those years earlier. No. You can imagine, Maggie, the emotions that I experienced. I mean, it was just so many emotions at the same time, this sadness, this anger, this feeling of betrayal. It was just, you know, just horrific. I can't even imagine. And to have had, you know, a parental figure for 10 years that you shared so much with, it's like, it's just like loss after loss after loss like that's I can't even the story I can't even oh my god yeah and so, so it, you can imagine it was it was really it was really um brutal for me and during that time frame I started having all kinds of physical ailments I started having migraines. I had never had a migraine in my life before that. But now I was having migraines. You see, I have a whole lot of hair. My mm -hmm. hair started falling out. Gorgeous hair. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It started falling out? It started falling out. And I started having neck and shoulder issues. My neck was so bad that I could only sleep upright like this. It was that severe. Oh, wow. So yeah. it was working itself out almost in your body and right. Right. Yes. And so I went to see a doctor because, you know, in my mind, I was thinking that these issues um, were, were, they could be, you know, they could be associated with the stress. But in my mind, back then, I didn't realize the mind and body connection. Mm -hmm. So I went in just to work on the body issues. And the first doctor just gave me a prescription for Lexapro. And that was it. Sure. And I thought, this guy, you know, didn't give me any clues as to anything that might be going on. I go make another appointment for another doctor. And this guy actually said, um, you know, what's going on is that you have some emotional issues that you need to work on. And it's all up here. And I said, I responded and said, I'm not making this up. Because I initially thought that he was telling me that I was making it up by his choice of words. Sure. But then he said, no, 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 I'm not telling you you're making it up. I'm telling you that there are things that you need to work on that are at the root of your physical ailments. Mm -hmm. And so he, he said, I should go find a book on the mind and body connection. And that's when I came across wow. the work of Dr. John Sarno, uh, where he talks about exactly that. So I read his book and it said about the subconscious mind, plug that into Google, hypnosis popped up and initially like I mentioned before I thought oh no that Vegas stuff that's not what I need <laughs> that Vegas stuff <laughs> yeah but that one day that I sat down and really did research I realized that there was this other branch of hypnosis called hypnotherapy and for me it was it was life-changing and once I started to experience the the changes in my own life I started thinking, oh my God, if it can work for me with all of my issues, what can it do for more normal people? Oh, so. Sasha, my God. <laughs> so. Oh my God. Okay. So keep going. So, you know, after that, you know, I became, I got certified. I'm, I'm double certified. I'm a total nerd. I love this. I'm passionate, honestly, when it comes to this line of work. Yeah. And then I started growing my practice. And next thing you know, I started expanding it. And now I've got two offices, one in LA, which is my my very famous one for hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. And then we have one in Northern California, and I'm now branching out into Florida. Holy cow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So when you went to the second with the woman who said, I guarantee you. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you it will work. What was different? How did she do it different than the first person? Because obviously what you felt and got from that experience and then obviously reading about it is it, well, I'll let you tell, but like led you into doing this, your, 
self. And that he, so I'm curious what, didn't you say you, you went for like in one session, you were like, it was completely different. You went, I know you went several, but like, I'm just curious about that, who she yeah. was and that. Yeah. Yeah. That first session was very different from the previous one. Number one, I felt that she really listened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, number two, I, I could feel her empathy and compassion and actually, you know, it's interesting because as I was formulating my own style, I made sure to include those in there as well. Mm-hmm. The third thing was that she made sure to tell me everything that we did before we did it. And as somebody who's a trauma survivor, that was really important to me because the first woman didn't. And at one point I opened up my eyes to even see where she was in the room. Oh, that gave me chills. Yeah. That's so scary. After, after everything you told her and every, sorry, now I'm, I'm angry at this first person. I mean, I'm listening to your story and I am just floored. And so to, to have tossed that off in some way that was like another day at the office or however she was sort of treating you like, oh, dime a dozen, like, no, no. Anyway. Okay. So what, so then you had, you had this experience and then this was your, like, I want to, I want to, I want to take my experience here and help other people. Yeah. As well. Oh my God. I still yeah. remember once I was on vacation, I went for my birthday to learn how to scuba dive. And I still remember I was awesome. on this, yeah, on this a boat and I had this really cute guy next to me. And he said, gosh, you know, isn't this great? Isn't this what you would be doing if you had all the money in the world? And I said, uh, no, I'd still be doing what I'm doing now, actually. Mm, wow. I, so I really do believe that you know, from from that uh, darkness came out this great light. And I really do believe that what was once my weakness is now my strength as well. I am like, I have, I have had chills so many times as you've been talking. Like you're an angel on earth. I mean, A, to have survived what you have survived and then to, to, uh, heal, uh, or I should say work on healing yourself and then take what you have learned and help other people. Like I, like I'm convinced, like, I think you're, you're an angel on earth. I hate that you, I obviously experienced all of that, but my God, like what you can, what you're doing and what you can do for other people and this, this story you can share, like, I'm my God, like, like, this is crazy. I hope your, your sister is okay. And I know you mentioned brothers too. So I'm just going to say that because as you were talking, I was like, I, you had mentioned your sister, you were five and three. Anyway, so when you went to UCLA, so you went to UCLA, you, you discover hypnotherapy after all of this, you now have this, like, I'm not surprised at all that you're opening multiple places. I mean, you're incredible. I have questions just about the experience of this subconscious, like going into that space and how that works and how you do it. Say for somebody who's kind of just hearing about it. I mean, I I know a little, but like uh, for the first time, what I mean, I, 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 like I have like this sounds like the kind of thing that almost for anything, you know, you used to hear about hypnotism and like it'll help you quit smoking and it'll help. And and that's great. Maybe it does all those things, too. But but trauma and healing and like I feel like I'm hearing more about this now as a resource and a tool. And, you know, and so I'm myself curious, but I'm also like, as far as like, what can a person on whatever level say, why would it, like, how could hypnotherapy be great for me? Like, what does it, it look at and how does it address anything? And also how does it, how does it work? (laughs) So, you know, back in the day, the use of hypnosis was pretty much used by the elite by royalty and the very wealthy back in the day. And so, yeah, Mm. and it, yes. And now, and it actually goes all the way back to the Egyptians. That's how old it is. 
because the hypnotic state is part of the human condition. Maggie, how many times have you caught yourself kind of looking at one point, kind of like in a daze, just kind of like relax, deeply relax like that kind of all the <laughs> time. Like not not where people will tell me to snap out of it. Um, yeah. Or when you're driving and you all of a sudden come to and you realize, gosh, darn it, I already passed my exit, maybe two exits back. Even with the GPS on and a giant screen in front of me, that happens to me all the time. Yeah. So the hypnotic state is part of the human condition. And so our goal is to tap into it for your benefit. So what we do is we, first of all, when you come in, we talk about what's going on. You tell us, you know, what you'd like to change and how you would like things to be. And what we're doing the whole time is we are typing away as many notes, taking as many notes as possible, because the more we fine tune to you, the better the results we're going to get. Mm -hmm. if we were to give you a suggestion that did not go well, well with you, your mind would just bing, give it the finger and that would be it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. Like yeah. it wouldn't, it wouldn't absorb that, right? It would. Okay. Oh, your mind would be like, what? What right. did she just say? Right. Yeah, it would not. And so what we do is we put you in a deeply relaxed state. The goal is to make it so that your brain's wavelengths drop. Your mind opens up, it becomes porous, and it's able to absorb all of these positive suggestions. And the great thing is that they're in line with what you want. And because they resonate with you, they, something just clicks within you. And so we give you these suggestions. And at my office, we have really good equipment. So we also record the session for you. Wow. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, we, we're very particular. My office is very particular as to how we go about things. And so we record it for you. And the goal is to make it so that in between our sessions, you're listening to it at night. Because one of the laws of, of the subconscious mind is, of retraining the subconscious mind is the law of compounding. The more the, the subconscious mind hears something, the more it gets it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like a habit know, almost or, or right, right. What, we're, what we are really focusing on doing is on retraining the mind, on reprogramming. Wow. Yeah, the goal is to remove all the faulty programming and start to input, you know, all this new programming. And now we're actually about to add this neurosomatic reconditioning technique that I've been working on. And yeah, so I'm really excited because now we're going to be integrating the mind and body at my office. So this is a very exciting time. And I'm a total nerd. That's why I'm always thinking of what next. I love that. You know, I have done like EMDR yes. therapy before. Um, is that similar? And like, cause there's like an eye uh, tapping. Mm -hmm. So we sometimes will do eye integration techniques. The difference is that we do not, um, have people relive anything that's non-positive. That's nice <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Like, meaning I just, I, I guess I understand. I can understand how revisiting something maybe to, if there's, I guess in the experience, something to release or whatever, I can see that, but it's also feels that's, it's very hard. Yeah. On, on my, my body. I know when I leave, I, I can't, the few times I've done it, I've not really been able to, to have like a plan after I am. Yeah. So, okay. So you get into like a deeply relaxed state mm -hmm. and, and you've already taught, you've already sort of talked and gone through what you want to work on. Okay. Or, or look at. Yeah. Yeah. So we give the person the suggestions and then we count them back out. We send the person a copy of their audio. And then after that, as each session progresses, we're fine tuning the suggestions because as you know, when it comes to, you know, mental health, it's complex and there are different layers of things that we work on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and honestly, you know, people usually usually only need a certain number of sessions. In fact, the funny thing is that, you know, many of our clients include MFTs and psychologists. They are great wow. clients. You can't imagine how many MFTs I've helped to actually pass their exams. <laughs> so. Okay. So how that would be like, and this is like my next question, which I think was sort of about, well, two things. One of the things I had thought about was you've already said is sort of, is there a way to, to 
I don't know, pr say practice or work on it at home, which you've already mentioned, like you listen to it as you, you know, sleep or you listen to it um, in the, in the day. When did you say in your sleep, you kind of listen to it as you go to sleep? So you listen to it. Yes. Right before you go to bed, because it turns out that whatever you last input into your mind is the first thing that your subconscious mind is going to process as you sleep. That's why you should not be walk watching Walking Dead or or news before going to bed. Oh, honestly, I yeah, definitely don't do that. And I so have stopped doing that for sure, but I haven't like been proactive about what I do input before I go to bed. I've just been very clear about we don't watch scary things, Maggie. Like we're not going to do that because that ends up in bad dreams, and you know. But interesting. So like, what you kind of feed yourself as you're going to sleep is just as important as what you you don't allow yourself when you go to sleep. Yes. And the great thing, by the way, is that I'm in the process of creating an app. <gasps> so when that's ready, you'll be able to start inputting some good things that are in line with what you want as well, because I'm going to make all kinds of content. You know, I've, your average hypnotherapist hypnotizes probably a certain amount of people a week. I've hypnotized a whole lot. I've been at this for over 16 years. Wow. And yeah. It's, it's surreal. Wow. I mean, and in terms of like, okay, if a person would say, am I a good candidate? What mm -hmm. is, who is a good candidate for hypnotherapy? I mean, I think I know the answer to this, anyone, but I want to hear, I want to hear like, just for anyone listening, who's sort of like, oh, I'm kind of intimidated or I, you know, what could, how could this be helpful to me? A good candidate is somebody who's really ready for a change. Honestly, you just wanting that change alone, it'll work miracles. I always tell people, like when people tell me, oh my God, I can't believe I was able to do this or that. I always tell them, I was merely your humble navigator. It was really you who made that change. And so it's you that you need to really be proud of. That's so nice of you to say, but I, I will also say I, you know, that we need a guide, you know, yes. you need someone to walk you through totally. that or and else we I, don't. Yeah. Even I will have somebody else a lot of times hypnotize me for certain things because sometimes you really do need a guide. I mean, it's just, it just is what it is. Right. Right. And I would feel, I mean, if the person with the right person, obviously, and with you, obviously, I would feel, I'd feel better, especially if I'm going into a state like that, just having a person who knows exactly, I, then I feel like I could probably get more out of the experience because I wouldn't be so uncomfortable or feeling unsafe, um, you know, alone. And so when you go into this relaxed state, because I you said you don't revisit the memory, like you don't really have to relive the pain. But when, how do you come, what what brings you out of it? How do you go back into the world? Like after, wow. it, yeah. So you so, go or, or go through that, that process, even once you're in the relaxed state. I love, I, my whole body just relaxed when you said like, one thing we do is we don't have to, you don't have to relive that pain. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> sign yeah. me up. But okay, so go explain that a little bit as well. Yeah, so so the very interesting thing is that after a session, you are golden. In fact, I'll share a very interesting um, thing that I've consistently seen in my office. So, you know, there are actually a lot of people that are afraid to drive on PCH. I'm, I'll do it, but I also get that. Okay, go on. <laughs> Especially when, when, yes, when it turns from the 10 to the one, you know, a lot of people get really nervous. It, they feel like that the lanes look, they, they feel, you know, there's the curve and there's also that the fact that they feel like the lanes are, are kind of look leaner to them. They and, do. They do. And, yeah. And so a lot of people have this fear about driving on PCH, but I have had it happen a few times where I have hypnotized people to get rid of that fear. And right after they were able to drive it like that day. Yes. Yeah. So, so most things are going to take a certain number of sessions, but from time to time, there are certain things that people will just nail. So smoking cessation is actually one of them. Really? Like one session? 
Yeah. So uh, we sell a two session package at my office, but oftentimes people will nail it after the first one. And then the second one is just to put those last nails on the coffin. And then I tell people like, what else do you want to throw in? Like, right. do you want me to build yourself confidence? What else is important to you? We'll throw that in. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Four Wellness. If you were like most people on planet Earth, you enjoy a good cup of coffee. I just found a new product to put in my coffee that has all these awesome benefits called Four Wellness. You have to try this out. Okay, Four Wellness is a functional food brand with a unique range of snacks and supplements that are designed to help you get the most out of your body and mine. Their best-selling product, The Good Stuff, is a performance coffee supplement that supercharges the natural benefits of your coffee with just one scoop. Enjoy better focus, reduce the caffeine, jitters, increase your collagen, and support fat burning with the power of The Good Stuff's five key ingredients, L-theanine, collagen, MCT, cinnamon, and Himalayan salt. On top of that, The Good Stuff helps you ditch the bad stuff like sugar, dairy, and artificial creamers. For Wellness was founded by world-renowned performance coach Dave Phillips, who has worked with some of the world's highest performing athletes because he saw his athletes struggling with their health and in need of a simple, delicious way to get functional ingredients into their daily routines. Now, Dave is bringing his unique insight from the pro sports world to you with Four Wellness. I have been drinking my coffee with the good stuff every morning, and I absolutely love the taste. It is so yummy. It kind of makes your coffee feel, it's just a little more velvety and rich. Four Wellness offers superfood focus bites. They're very good too. A delicious snack that literally tastes like a chocolate brownie, except that it's made with new tropics like lion's mane, mushroom, and cacao. It also has awesome benefits like fighting inflammation and supporting brain and gut health. Plus they offer tart cherry recovery gummies, which help combat muscle soreness, coffee pods, and more amazing products that you can work into your daily routine. And Four Wellness offers a 60-day money-back guarantee. So what do you have to lose? I will tell you, one of the things it talks about is focus. It helps with focus. It's crazy. It's wonderful. It helps so much. That's one of the ones that I love. So if you drink coffee, it's time to give Four Wellness a try. Head to fourwellness.com slash me time and use code me time for 25% off your order. Once again, that is fourwellness.com backslash me time for 25% off and make sure you use my promo code me time so they know I sent you. Are you out the door with a messy bun and mascara? Is lip tint your secret weapon? Can your friends see their reflection in your highlighter? Whether you like fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. This stuff is amazing. You know the one, uh, it's in the turquoise tube that's all over your socials. You've definitely seen it. Um, Thrive Cosmetics Beauty Products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free very important to me, made with clean skin-loving ingredients, high performance and trademark formulas, and uncompromising standards. It's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. My favorite product of the week is their brilliant eye brightener. I use it every single day. It is the perfect highlighter stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving you an instant eye lift. Apply to the inner corner of your eyes to look rested and effortless. Use as an eyeshadow for a perfect daytime glow or use the metallic shades for an easy smoky eye. I just keep them in my bag for all day. Like if I'm if I'm transitioning from day to night and I don't I want to have light makeup during the day and I go to heavier makeup at night, it they're insane. I love these eye brighteners. So their foolproof formula makes it extremely easy to apply and blend any of the 16 shades. Thrive Cosmetics believes in giving back by donating their high-performance products or much-needed funds that help communities thrive. Another reason why I love this company so much. Like, so much. Even Anton, who I had on the podcast, who I'm going to have back soon, he was doing my makeup for the Vanity Fair party last year, and he even was using a ton of the Thrive Cosmetics products. Like, it's such a beautiful company, but the makeup is, it's magical. It's so good. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash me time. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash me time for 20% off your first order. <laughs> oh my God. I, yeah. I love this. I love this already. Um, but you also, I think nailed it too with like, you have to be really ready. And I think that sometimes we don't even know, uh, I know I'll, I'll just speak for myself, but sometimes I, I will like kind of discover something or it'll come up in the process you know, smoking is so specific or like, Hey, I'm afraid of this street is so specific to be like, I want that out. I want that handled. Like you'd be so clear and so ready. Whereas like these other parts of ourselves are just kind of like, 
they're gray areas. You want to like, you have to almost like talk and find them. You just know you feel them in your body. At least for me, I'll know I feel something in my body that feels off or triggered or, you know, that sort of heightened, whatever that stress thing is, the fight or flight or whatever. And I won't even be able to tell you, or, or when I say the word, like I feel overwhelmed, I, I'm just crying right now because I feel overwhelmed, but I actually don't know. I, I feel like it's so many things that are coming up and whatever it is, whether it's grief or, or fear or whatever. And I won't be able to say like one thing I will have to take time. I will have to talk about it. And then when I can find the thing that's like, ah, that's what it is. Then I would be like, oh, this is why you need to talk about these things, I guess, before going in. Why something like smoking is like, I want to quit smoking. Sim yeah. It's not simple. I'm not saying that, but it's a very clear mm -hmm. intention um, where I feel like with me, I would be like, well, people pleasing, overthinking, trauma. <laughs> the list would go on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on the issues, but because on one spectrum is, is something like smoking cessation where a person can quit in, in one to two sessions. And then on the other spectrum is yeah. anything having to do with eating and weight loss. Let me tell oh. you, that is much more complex. That's a different animal in itself. Is that because, I mean, who knows why, but I, I, you know, I recently, well, a, a friend of mine, we were talking about sort of process addictions versus mm -hmm. addiction. Like when you're addicted to something, you can quit versus if there is an addiction to something you can't live without, like food or mm -hmm. something like that. I'm not speaking on this like I have, I'm I'm not an expert. I'm only speaking on this as some, uh, in a conversation I had recently, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, that that is a process addiction, but it's almost like the relationship to the thing is different. Almost. Is, is that true? Or am I like way off? <laughs> so, so, so the big difference is this, you can put down the cigarette and you don't, there's a good chance that you will never, ever pick it up because it doesn't have to, it's not a have to, you know, in your life, right. when it comes to eating, you have to eat. Yeah. And you have so to be around it. You have to, well, I mean, you have to do it to survive, but also everywhere you go, everything is about food. Yes. yes. And yeah. so there are at least a few opportunities in the day to, to get it right or wrong. So that's, and the thing about anything having to do with eating is that it's complex. It's not just about food. It's about the emotions. It's about the habits that you have from way back. Right. All that stuff comes into play. And that's why something such as eating, it takes more conditioning. In right. fact, the first program I ever created was my mindful eating plus weight release program because I kept hypnotizing women and giving them the same suggestions over and over again. Wow. Unbelievable. Like even to see that like you probably... This is why, where, do you have a book? <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm in the process of, okay. yeah. Yes. I'm like, cause I'm sure all of this information and the connection even between say women and just everything that you're talking, like I'm absolutely fascinated right now. And I want to read your book as soon as it's, please Aww. tell us so we can like, you know, promote it and everything else. But I also, I want to, I'm, I'm, this feels, um, this feels like really healing like in like and i don't want to put a time frame on it but it feels like you get to it really quickly like the root of things and the the healing can start taking place rather than like 10 sessions of you know talking or laying everything out and then getting to it it sounds like you're you can you can start the process like day one i had a client who had been working on the same issues for decades and in just a matter of a few sessions, she was able to knock that those out. That's how powerful this can be. Yeah, yeah. It it, it really is amazing. Um, hypnotherapy. You have me more excited about it um, than afraid or like, you know, there's this like mystery around it almost that like you're just blasting out of the water. It's like, oh, okay. 
there's nothing. In fact, now I'm like, oh, why haven't I done this yet? <laughs> right? This yeah. is the thing too, is that I explain to people that what we're doing is we are just using, we're just triggering certain mechanisms in the mind so that things function for you the way they should. They should. That's all we're doing, honestly. And one of the things that I really enjoy doing is making it so that our clients understand the whole process. In fact, what's you know what I love is when people come in and they and they reiterate something that I've that I've taught them in the past and they say, oh yeah, because you blah 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 blah. And that's why this and this and this happens. I, I'm like, oh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing that even just in this Zoom with you that we're having right now on this podcast. Like I can't imagine I mean, also you just have a natural, like you have a natural way that feel like I, I would imagine everyone feels safe with you upon meeting you initially, like even just opening the zoom today and we've never met. I was just like, oh, I feel totally safe in this person's company. Thank you. Amazing. I, I, I appreciate that. And honestly, something that, you know, a lot of people don't talk about that I think has been the key to my success is that I really value connection. Nobody ever talks about that, but I swear to God, it's it's how the magic happens. In fact, in the last few years, I've realized that one of the reasons why I've been so successful is because I'm not I'm not just following these techniques, you know, doing certain techniques. I'm also channeling. I, you know, I have a yeah. spiritual side to me and I really do believe that we are all connected to something larger. Yeah. And I always, when I'm working with a, a person, I'm just like, you know what, higher power, please, please help me. Yeah, How come in. How do you feel? Do you feel, does that show up in the way of uh like say guides, like spirit? Like how does that um and does that inform like the hypnotherapy? Cause I am so down. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, so. So you ask kind of like for guidance or permission or whatever. And, and then what, what happens? <laughs> there, I swear, it's almost like at times, like I, it's almost like somebody's whispering in my ear, tell her about mm -hmm. that happens all the time. In fact, there are times even, especially when I, when I, um, you know, I don't see that many people, my, the majority of my staff, they see the majority of our of our clients and, but I have a few select people that I work with mm -hmm. and I'm so connected to them that I might be washing my face. I kid you not. <laughs> I was on, I believe you, I believe you. Uh -huh. two weeks ago and I'm washing my face and I'm getting a message for a client. Oh my God. Really? So I believe that that is, is part of the magic of, and that's how I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm, I'm getting help. It's not just me. Yes. People have their guides, their angels. I have yep. one particular client that I swear to God, she has somebody that's constantly checking in. Hey, give her a call. <laughs> hey, you, you, yeah, I swear to God all the time. Really? I, mm -hmm. I, I love, I love that. Cause I think it's sort of what you just said about like the, it's almost like like you went into this work and then it was like, and, and all of the angels kind of swooped in and were like, and we're going to assist you and yeah. we're going to support you in this as well. Because like, you know, I do feel like certain people have that ability or capability more than others like that, the channel, like the open channel, you know, and I, maybe we're all capable of it, but I do feel like certain people and what they do and their awareness and their, there's their, they have, you can communicate, you know, you can have that. And I, it's funny. Cause I was thinking about that, like in energy, like energy work, we'll just sort of put it in that like category of like, you know, when it's stuff you can't necessarily see, even though I think you can feel it. It's not necessarily, you know, as tangible or something you can explain or whatever, but you just know, it's sort of like what you were saying that when you say something to someone and, you know, their brain, they're like flicks it away. Cause it's like, that doesn't resonate as like truth with me. But then when it does, mm -hmm. it, it really, really, really lands, it like settles your whole system down. So to have that sort of assistance and guidance and have that be resonating with people as well, like, I'm my mind is blown. Yes, really it would be my pleasure. 
to to hypnotize you. Really? Yes. Okay. When we get off our podcasts, <laughs> I will. I'm I'm fascinated, uh, and I'm I'm really floored by you specifically. Like, I hope everybody that's been listening is. I mean, I know they are, but like, this is. Um, this has been one of my most favorite, one of my most favorite people I've met in, well, in the experience, I'll say even of healers, but especially for sure on this podcast, like you're an incredible person who's just gone through so much and to land here, helping other people, um, in the way that you're doing it and the way that you're talking about it. And I don't even know, uh, like that's why I'm like, oh, no wonder you're you're a channeler. No wonder you're like a conduit for for the for the angels. <laughs> Cause you you are one. Oh, thank you. And let me tell you that that one of the blessings that I myself, there are many blessings that I've gotten along the process, along the way, but one of them is definitely that I really do believe that we all have, regardless of whether we realize it or not, we all have our guides around us. Yeah, Because a lot of times when people would, would come into the office, they wouldn't come in by themselves. And you, Oh, really? Yes. I'll tell you an interesting story. I had a client come in. Her father had passed away when she was six years old. Mm -hmm. And I think it was just so, it was just so tough for her emotionally that her mind completely blocked out all memory of him. I mean, she was six years old, so she would have had some memories, but she had no. So I had already worked with her on a different topic. And she said, Sasha, I'm ready to remember my father. So she came in and we worked on that. And then she was able to remember all kinds of things. I remember seeing her chuckle because she said, oh, my God, my dad has a great sense of humor. Oh, well, well, yeah, she was able to remember all kinds of stuff that she had no recollection of. And it was just so heartwarming. And what happened is that she decided she wanted to do another one of these sessions. So she comes back in. And so I imagine that she's in front of me. Here's the recliner. And I'm just sitting here in front of her. And then I keep looking over to the right. Because at, at the LA office, we have a, a sofa here. And over on the end, I could feel that man's presence. Oh, chills. I, I have chills again. His presence. Yeah. I keep looking at her, but I keep looking over there, over yeah. and over. And in my head, a part of me is thinking, am I going nuts? Like, what is going on? Even I am doubting myself. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. doubting myself. And then, you know, we're all human. And I'm just like, what is going on here? Because I never had anything happen like that before. And what ended up happening was that all of a sudden, I hear in my mind, tell her, I'm, I could feel him next to me and I, and I, and I could hear like, like it's, it's, I didn't hear his voice, but I could, I could hear this, this, these words that were not from, from me, tell her that I'm proud of the woman that she's become. Oh my God. Oh my God. Did, did you tell her? <laughs> I, did. I did. And so what ended up happening, it was very touching for her. It was a great experience. And what happened was that months later, um, I get in touch with her just to say hi and check in on her. And she tells me, oh my God, Sasha, I have to tell you what happened. So weeks after my grandmother called me and she told me, your father was in touch with you. He communicated with you, didn't he? And she was just like, yes, he did. How do you, how did you know? And she said, because I dreamt with him. I dreamt with it. And can you believe it? And so it was just a reinforcement that it was him that day. It I believe him. it. I totally believe it. But I like it takes someone to like bring that, you know, to somebody. Like I feel like you're that's why I that's in, that's incredible. And her grandmother was like, oh, I dreamt about it. So I yes. and, oh my God. I'll tell you another interesting story that happened. This is probably my all-time favorite one that okay. happened in uh, with hypnotherapy I had a kid client that came in because he had been in a horrible uh do accident where he had been hit at high impact had completely crushed his left hip leg and his foot they had to airlift him out of the water he had had oh. surgeries and his mother 
uh, had brought him in because she was very scared of of his mental of his mental state. And she really trusted me because I'd already worked with her daughter. I had worked with her and we just had a lot of rapport. Um, so imagine that I have this kid in front of me and I ask him, how can I help you? And he explained to me how they had told him that the chances of him being able to walk were next to nil. So I said, okay, so I get that. But, but once again, how am I going to help you? And he said, I want to walk. And so I told him, I'll tell you what. I cannot guarantee that. I cannot promise you something that is not in my hands. But I'll tell you what, I believe in miracles. And if your mom gives us the green light, I will start giving you suggestions to heal. So I started doing exactly that. The mom would constantly bring him in. I was hypnotizing him, hypnotizing him. I think we had already done about five sessions. So I'd already given him the core of all the sessions he was probably going to need, suggestions he was going to need to heal. So I had checked in on them. I hadn't heard back from them. Months went by. And then one day, the mom reaches out to me and says, hey, I want to make the next appointment for my son. So she makes the appointment. And when he came in, instead of coming in with the walker, he came in walking. Stop it. True story. That kid is now probably about 22 or 23 years old. Oh my gosh. It's a normal life. True story. Holy cow. And that is a great example of mind over matter. Okay. I, 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 yeah. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So how did you know? I mean, of course it's what you do, but I'm like, to, what to say, what to do, what to heal. Like that's, in, that's incredible, Sasha. Like that is that story because it's showing too that it's like it the the mind body thing it's it's one thing um you know when we're dealing with trauma or places that that's in the body I'm I've dealt with that but like to have an actual physical ailment so uh purely healed <laughs> from mm -hmm. hypnosis like that is incredible like that is that is uh that is, um, it's miraculous. And yet at the same time, there, there was work and, and practice there that, that did it. Yeah. And so <sighs> I just, you know, it's, and that would, let me tell you, that was one of those situations where I was like, God, this is all you. I, I'm just, I'm just the conduit. God, help me here. <laughs> you know, oh, this is all you. yes. But and I love that story. That is so beautiful. And now I, I'm just, so anxious to experience this myself. I guess before we, is is there anything else you would like to add or anything I didn't ask that you would like to sort of add in about your practice, like what you do? I think the most important thing is, the most important thing is that people believe, that people believe in what's in their heart and the vision that they have for themselves. And I really do believe that if God has put a, a vision in your heart for a reason, it's there for, for a reason because you're supposed to do something with it. And it's your job to move forward with it. And if you need help to do that, my office and I would, would love to help you with that. That's beautiful. A vision for yourself. That's yeah. your, uh, I mean, again, that just sort of wiped out my whole like, so who would be a candidate? That's everybody. Yeah. Everybody can heal and benefit from this. Um, Sasha, you're one of the most incredible people I think I've ever talked to. <laughs> I am. Thank you so much for this time and sharing what you do. And I'm going to reach out to you because I want to, I, I, I'm now I'm like all in, like I, I was curious and now I'm like, I need this tomorrow, but I, I'm so excited for everyone else who is, who does it, who's it kind of like me that was curious, didn't really know about it, has some idea based on some maybe weird thing we saw on TV at some point to now have this clarity around how healing this experience can be. Wow. Thank you for having me on. It's, it's been great. Oh my God. I love it. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Me Time. Sasha, thank you so much again for sharing all of that and being so open and 
inviting us all into this world of hypnotherapy that I'm actually very excited to try now and can't wait. We'll put Sasha's info and her socials up on the MeTime Instagram at MeTime with Maggie. So you all know where to find her as well. And please spread the word. She's just an incredible human being. And Sasha, we can't wait for the app and the book. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.